KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, April 27th. The county's newest safe parking site offers help for more unhoused San Diegans. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Some riders of MTS minibus and access services cannot get the rides they need right now. That's because drivers are striking against the company MTS hires to run the services, First Transit. The strike here is in solidarity with First Transit drivers in El Centro. J.B. Vasquez is a principal officer with the Teamsters Union. He says working conditions and wages for the El Centro drivers are terrible. At $15.60 an hour, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And having to wait over 20 years to get the top rate. And that top rate, it's only $23 an hour. In a statement, First Transit says they're actively negotiating with the union and are hoping to reach an amicable resolution soon. You can find out which routes are affected by going to sdmts.com. San Diego City Council member Monica Montgomery Stepp this week announced she will be running for the county supervisor seat that will be left vacant when Nathan Fletcher steps down next month. She is one of several candidates seeking the District 4 vacancy. Fletcher plans to resign on May 15th following a lawsuit accusing him of sexual misconduct. The other members of the board will decide at a meeting on May 2nd whether to hold a special election, appoint a successor to fill out the remaining three and a half years of his term, or appoint a temporary replacement until a new supervisor is elected. The San Diego Unified School Board this week voted to officially recognize five new high school sports for girls. They include girls' beach volleyball, flag football, and competitive and stunt cheering. With the decision, half a million dollars will be added to the budget to pay coaches and expand these programs. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The Safe Parking Program is part of the City of San Diego's action plan on homelessness. Reporter Melissa May tells us how the newest site offers those who are homeless a safe option to transition into more stable housing. Michael Johns and his family of three moved to San Diego for a job, but he says he was laid off and that started the family's spiral into homelessness. Thanks to a donation from the state of California, the Johns family will soon move into one of the 12 camper trailers on site. The lot in Claremont is the first to include trailers that come equipped with beds, bathrooms, and showers. 
It's very hard to raise a 15-year-old in, in a vehicle. So, you know, we're grateful for the opportunity to be in a trailer used as our home base because it's, it's a great transition to go from something like this back into housing. People who want to take part in the program can contact Jewish Family Service for more information. Visit jfssd.org slash safe parking or call 858-637-3373. Melissa May, KPBS News. April is National Donate Life Month. And this week, Rady Children's Hospital held a special ceremony celebrating successful kidney transplants. Health reporter Matt Hoffman was there with teary-eyed nurses and families. Since last year, 13 young lives have been transformed thanks to kidney donors. This week, kids and their families got their chance to ring Rady Children's transplant bell, celebrating successful operations. Six-year-old Brooklyn All was born with one kidney and it had a tumor nearby. After undergoing four rounds of chemotherapy, the tumor was removed, but it left the kidney damaged. That's when her dad, Andrew, stepped in to give her one of his. This is kind of like the last part of our journey, and so to, to, to be able to ring that bell was amazing. Now Brooklyn doesn't have to go through dialysis, which is a regular procedure to remove toxins, and she can focus on being a kid again. She loves playing chess, eating popsicles, and... She loves mazes, so my wife's really good at making... Crazy ones! Crazy we'll do mazes crazy mazes in the driveway. Yeah. Hit the road, Jack. Don't look back, Mac. Go on out and have some fun. As you say now, say hello now, because your transplant's all done. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Baseball is a big part of the San Diego-Tijuana cross-border culture. And San Diego is the only MLB city that can truly be called a border town with Mexico. Reporter Jacob Ayer says recent investments in the team have not only led to sellouts at Petco Park, but have also helped the Padres bolster a fan base south of the border. They might be called the San Diego Padres, but fans of this team stretch well beyond the city and county and across the border into Tijuana. Omar Parra lives there and has been a Padres fan for decades. He says baseball, much like soccer, is part of the fabric of Tijuana. And teams like the Cholo Soccer Club and Toros Baseball Team have been supported by local fans for many years. I would say Mexico is not quite divided, but there is two sports. One is soccer and the other one is baseball. This weekend marks a new chapter for baseball in Mexico, with the Padres playing a two-game series against the San Francisco Giants in what will be the first Major League Baseball games played in Mexico City. This comes as the Padres have made a big push to embrace the cross-border culture. You see it in the team's new teal, yellow and pink jerseys inspired by Baja California and mariachis that play on the home jumbotron. And in Tijuana... I would say five, ten years ago, you would mostly see, I would say 90% would be Boston uh, hats, uh, junkie hats, uh, Detroit Tigers. So now it's going to turn around and I would say 60-70% is you know San Diego hats. So, yeah, I, I do see a, a change. On the U.S. side of the border, San Diego's South Bay is arguably where baseball passion and the heart of the Friars fandom beats the loudest. 
The area has produced a trio of Little League World Series teams in the past decade alone, and murals of Padres players and mascots pepper Chula Vista's 3rd Avenue. What's honestly has made us bond a lot more too, what's made us closer is baseball. That's where Padres season ticket holder Liz Baltazar spoke about the significance that the team holds in her life and to her family. It's just the love that we both have for this team that's honestly makes it worth it. Like it doesn't matter what the price is, we will pay whatever we can to show our support as well. The Rancho San Diego resident and her husband Jorge are traveling to Mexico City for this weekend's games. I'm just excited just to be in the environment. The, uh, the being in the cultural environment, trying out all the different food items and just experiencing uh, baseball in a different community, a different culture. The team's revenue has increased along with its growing fan bases on both sides of the border. That's mainly because majority owner Peter Seidler has been on a spending spree, signing stars like Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis to big long-term contracts, says USD professor of economics Alan Jin. And San Diego now is having uh, more and more, more fans, and uh, that includes the uh, fans in Mexico. Uh, we might get some people crossing the border to watch games. Uh, uh, those who can't uh, afford to come to the games, you know, will be watching on television, and they might uh, buy some merchandise. Over the past few decades, the Padres have played in Mexico a handful of other times in the city of Monterrey. But with this Mexico City series, they're stepping onto a bigger stage. They're going to the capital, they're going to the biggest city, and so that's going to draw a lot of media attention in Mexico. And so that uh, is definitely going to help uh, promote the Padres brand then in, in Mexico. And, and the Padres have been making uh, efforts then uh, to do that all along, and this will just give a boost to those efforts. Baltazar says this series may be far from her current home, but it's worth the journey. The Padres is the one team that has my heart for sure. Plus, the games are still close to what matters most. Like my side of the family, uh, my grandparents are from Guadalajara and same with his family, they're close to that area. Um, but it just means, it means a lot. And then Tijuana, Para hopes to see the Padres' influence continue to grow. And my dad and, and some other uh, relatives in other parts of Mexico now are saying like, oh, I want to go to the Padres game. Uh, and I uh, send them gear and all that stuff. So I like that. I, I like the fact that the Padres are representing. Over the next few days, KPBS will share the sights and sounds of the Mexico City series, including coverage of the baseball ties between the two regions and stories of Padres fans from both sides of the border who made the trip for the historic event. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, the Without Walls Festival kicks off today. We'll have a preview and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Thousands of high school students in the San Diego Unified School District will go online this morning to vote. Education reporter M.G. Perez tells us it's an election for the new student members on the school board. 
There are five high school candidates running for two student positions on the San Diego Unified Board of Trustees. They have been campaigning online and in person at schools across the district. Now students are casting ballots with results expected early next month. The positions are non-voting and unpaid. But board trustee Richard Barrera says it's time for that to change. This is real work and students have real needs. So we have to elevate that conversation and talk about uh, adequately compensating uh, young people for the service that they give. State Assembly Bill 275 has been approved and passed on to the California Senate for consideration. The proposal would give school districts the option of paying student trustees. It would not require compensation or set a specific pay rate. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The San Diego Music Awards held its 32nd annual ceremony earlier this week to recognize the achievements of local musicians. Think the Grammys, but for local music. Web producer Laura McCaffrey tells us who the top awards went to. The San Diego Music Awards started at 7 p.m. Tuesday night at its usual venue, Humphreys Concerts by the Bay in Shelter Island. 150 artists were nominated in 27 categories of multiple music genres such as hip-hop, rock, folk, and jazz. The big winners this year were... Daring Greatly, who took home Song of the Year for Never a Goodbye. Jazz musician Gilbert Castellanos won Album of the Year. He expressed gratitude for still being able to play music. I went through a four-year uh, medical roller coaster where I had three surgeries on my mouth. And to be able to play is a privilege. And thank you, San Diego, for your love and support. And Jeff Berkeley won Artist of the Year. Had this tiger by the tail now for years and years. Laura McCaffrey, KPBS News. La Jolla Playhouse's Without Walls Festival kicks off today. The four-day event showcases immersive and sight-inspired dance, music, and theater by local, national, and international artists. Arts reporter Beth Alcomando has this preview. Prepare to be wowed as the Rady Shell hosts La Jolla Playhouse's Without Walls or Wow Festival. I mean, the festival as a whole takes over the Rady Shell area. Our show is unique in that we are taking people away from that lively, um, exciting environment. Patrick Mueller is the Artistic Director of Control Group Productions and the Director of The End, which will take audiences on a bus tour of San Diego's climate future. I am sitting in our apocalypse-renovated school bus at one of our sites. I probably shouldn't name it because part of the fun of the show is showing up to places that you may know and you may not. And the route that you took there got you so lost that you're surprised that you showed up there, whether you recognize it or not. And that's what the WOW Festival is all about, taking you on an unexpected journey to experience theater in an exciting new way. Immersive, interactive, site-based, and audience mobile experiences all help us into a place of deeper empathy, transformational impact. The WOW Festival allows us to 
break out of the traditional boundaries of the theater so we get our audiences up and moving. That was Maria Patrice Amen, co-artistic director of Tuyo Theater, which is presenting Los Cuatros Milpas, a love letter to the oldest Mexican restaurant in San Diego. When we look at the history of our indigenous folks coming into Latinx heritage, we don't have many documents to go off of. And those documents are these old ancient codices. And we wanted the audience to feel like they were able to walk through and traverse history to see that legacy from our ancient past into our contemporary folks today. In site-specific or immersive theater, the audience is a part of the storytelling. They are a character in your show. They are collaborative with you in generating the script. Our actors have their script and they have their dialogue, but there is a responsiveness. So when the audience says something to the actors, the actors have to improv and they have to uh, think on their feet and respond in real time to the audiences. And audiences can expect to provide their own kind of improv when preparing for the end. The, the audience will be recruited to take different job assignments during the show with tasks that help us on our journey. And the basic conceit is that passengers have booked a one-way ticket to the refuge because they realize the climate cliff is imminent and it's time to run for cover. And so the bus is trying to get us all there, um, gathering the things that we need to show up with in order for the refuge to be a sustainable community. There's a tastier destination waiting for audiences at Los Cuatros Milpas. So our wow piece is very user-friendly. Audiences can come up to our tents. They're going to be large, nine-foot-tall walls of fabric, all painted in the style of uh, an Aztec codex with murals. Audiences will come in and they'll be able to watch short videos but with some puppets, with some animation, with some live action. And then in the very last space, they'll be able to engage with some live actors. The actors will guide the audience to a very special and delicious treat. Whether it's through your taste buds or through seeing the familiar with fresh eyes, WOW is all about engaging the audience. I personally, I find that that experiences that interact with me and that surround me, I can relate to in a different way. We're so used to looking through screens and, you know, it's standard theater is basically that. It's a big rectangle frame that you look through to see the action that you are excluded from. And so I think there's there's a big just a fundamental value to being part of the experience you are having. La Jolla Playhouse's WOW Festival runs Thursday through Sunday at the Rady Shell at Jacobs Park. All shows are free of charge, but you are encouraged to make reservations. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow to stay in the know about the top local stories of the day. Plus, we'll have details on this weekend's San Diego Book Crawl. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a great Thursday.